Welcome to GYN Corner with Dr. McDaniel, all things health-related for women. Good morning, this is Dr. McDaniel. UN Corner. It's our last day in England. Leaving Windsor this morning. Actually this afternoon, but we're leaving our hotel this morning. Heading off to the airport for our flight back to the good old US of A. And yesterday I didn't do a second part because I didn't realize it, but at the time uh, when I went to look back at the video, I saw oh, this is almost eight minutes. I might as well leave it be and I'll do uh, a continuation today. So, during the trip, I've been talking about cervical cancer prevention, uh, things to do to decrease your risk of having pre-cancer and cancerous changes. And um, the first line of defense is always going to be the Gardasil vaccine, Gardasil 9, to decrease the potential risk of having the viral infection that causes pre-cancer and cancer changes of the cervix. Second and most important line of defense is the um, pap smear, Papa Nicolaou screen. Uh, I would say a good number of patients, usually young girls, when they come in, they say they want an annual and a pap, and then by the end of the exam, they go, uh, so what exactly is the pap? What does that do? And that's what made me decide to do this talk, because even though a lot of people know they're supposed to, air quotes, get a pap smear, they don't really know what it does or what the purpose is and, and why they should do it. Um, so, the Papa Nicolaou smear is an exfoliation of this. It's a process where we exfoliate the cervix, and under microscopic evaluation, the cervix, cervical cells are uh, examined to see if they look normal or abnormal. If they look abnormal, do they look abnormal due to environmental factors or do they look abnormal due to precancerous changes or even cervical cancer? Cervical cancer is not inherited. It's an infectious cancer. It's due to a sexual infection called human papillomavirus or HPV. And there are over 180 strains of HPV. Uh, the world's experts have identified 14 of those strains as being the most likely to cause severe pre-cancer or very early cervical cancer if left to their own devices within two to three years of infection and activity. So HPV or human papillomavirus is similar to HSV or herpes simplex virus and that the virus is not constantly actively replicating, uh, that person is not constantly contagious and it's not constantly perpetually, continually doing things uh, to cause changes to the cervix. So just like HSV, I think most people know if they have mouth, oral, or genital herpes, they're not constantly having outbreaks or cold sores. They're not constantly contagious. Their immune system is predominantly responsible for suppressing that viral activity. And if the immune system is strong, it's able to suppress the viral activity, prevent outbreaks, symptoms, and prevent passing the infection on. They're not contagious. If their immune system is compromised, so they have a stress, good stress, bad stress, 
weddings, funerals, exercise, surgeries, cough, cold, flu season, any kind of stressor to the immune system will allow a breach in that um, protective layer, protective suppression for the viral activity. The virus can allow, is allowed to be active, and if it's active, it will replicate. It will do its job, which is to make cervical changes, um, precancerous changes appear, and that person will be contagious. So the catch with HPV or human papillomavirus is that it is an infection that causes cervical cancer. In order to cause cancer, it causes precancerous changes to get to that goal. I mentioned yesterday that I had a patient who had only been sexually active for six months and when she came in for the pap smear, she almost had cervical cancer. She had severe precancerous changes, the most severe you can get, high-grade squamous intraepithelial lesion or HGSIL with glandular involvement. So when someone gets precancerous changes, it always starts out early and then it progresses to severe. And it starts at the outer cervical cells the overwhelming majority of the time and then it slowly moves inward to the endocervical cells where it more rapidly causes changes that lead to cervical cancer usually within a very short amount of time so predominantly within six months to a year so this lady not only had lady she's like 23 24 this young woman not only had moved from normal cervix to mild early changes all the way to severe high-grade precancerous changes and she had gland involvement so she was probably within six months of having cervical cancer which is um, shocking uh, so she not only had HPV one of the high-risk strains she had a very aggressive uh, strain of high-risk HPV now as I mentioned previously, the conventional pap smear just looks at the cervical cells. The liquid pap smear looks at the cervical cells and it looks at, uh, it checks the pap juice or the leftover liquid from the pap smear. It checks that for viral activity, um, for HPV activity. And if the cells, sorry, I'm just looking at someone throwing... Uh, playing with the dog on the the grounds of the palace and of course that sign right there says um, stay off the grass but lots of people have been running around on the grass uh, so the liquid pap smear does a double duty we call that co-testing so not only does it look at the cervical cells themselves to see if they look normal or abnormal it also checks the to see if the virus is active or not active because if the viral activity is present and the cells are abnormal that's um, a strong indication that there really is something going on so when we get the pap report back we only get one of two reports it's either going to be normal or abnormal so it's going to look like there isn't any precancer change or there is precancer change if they get the co-testing and the cells look normal and there isn't any viral activity that gives us the confidence to believe that everything really is normal the confidence it gives us an, an 85 to 95 percent confidence rating that she really is normal <coughs> and that's why a lot of the experts are saying if you have the co-testing done and everything looks normal you don't need to do the PAPS every year because 
probably really, really is normal. You can do them every two to three years because on average it takes about three years to go from normal to severe pre-cancer. And I gave you basically a case study that said that's not true for everyone. And of course, in medicine, we know that's not true for everyone. It's going to be true for most people who are under that bell curve. So the catch is you don't know if you're in the average or if you're in the at the one end or the other of that bell-shaped curve. So you have to be your own best advocate and you have to decide for yourself what you're comfortable doing. Are you comfortable leaving the PAPs for every two to three years or are you more comfortable checking every year even if they tell you that you have to pay for it because a lot of the insurance plans now are no longer paying for tests. The tests are all falling under deductibles uh, or non-covered services. But I know for our office, if someone doesn't want to go through their insurance because the lab fees are too expensive or if they don't have insurance at all we have a, a lab bioreference we send our labs to bioreference and they will give Medicaid rates for people who don't have coverage or basically don't want to use their coverage because they can't afford it so for the pap smear currently I know it's forty dollars for the the liquid pap smear which is um, is reasonable for most people so if it comes back normal with the co-testing, we can pretty much believe it's normal 85 to 95% of the time. If it comes back abnormal, the same is true. If the cells look abnormal and the virus is present, that means 85 to 95% of the time, there's really something going on. It has to be investigated. Now, when we have abnormal for the pap smear, abnormal for the pap smear comes in two flavors. It comes, actually, it's more like three flavors if I think about it. It comes back abnormal strongly suspicious for precancerous changes or it'll come back abnormal they don't know what's going on but the cells just don't look normal we call that atypia so it'll come back atypical squamous cell changes or squamous cell um, atypical squamous cells of undetermined significance which means the outer cells of the cervix look, look abnormal but they don't know why they look abnormal or atypical glandular glandular cells of either cervical or uterine origin. Um, the labs have a quality assurance for that. They're not supposed to have more than 15% of their monthly PAP reports come back in that atypical category because it's not it's not super helpful. It's not decisive enough. But if the pap smear comes back abnormal, either the cells just plain old look abnormal, especially if the viral activity is present, or, <coughs> excuse me, if the cells look abnormal and the viral activity is present, then additional testing is supposed to be done. The pap smear is a screening test. The additional testing is called a diagnostic test, and that's a colposcopy. I'll go into colposcopy evaluation, indications, and what's done on tomorrow's... Um, presentation. It's Monday. We'll be back in the States. We'll be back at the office. So it'll be a busy Monday. This is Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner. I hope everyone's enjoying and, and getting a lot of value from the presentations. Uh, this is the Facebook page. I'm loading everything. I'm doing videos and loading everything on later because the access to the internet's been non-existent to sketchy at best. And then I'm going to load everything to my YouTube page, which is also called GYN Corner, uh, when I get back to the States it's throughout this week. Hopefully I'll try to catch up to current day. Thanks again. Everyone have a great rest of the day. It's our last day in the UK. Bye.
hotel across the street from the Sorry, our hotel was across the street from the, the palace. Voom, that's where we stayed, the heart and garter. And there's Winter Palace right across the street. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you for joining Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner. All things health related for women. Please subscribe and join us again soon for another episode.